breakup in the form of two dutiful teenage daughters, Jean, aged sixteen, and fourteen-year-old Margaret, could be relied upon to lend a hand to do what was needful in the parish and in the family manse at Oaks Road. They were good girls, and this was a close, supportive family. This Easter, however, was bringing with it a notable alteration in the life of the Frost family. Mona, aged thirty-six, was pregnant, heavily so, with the baby due any day. An unexpected baby, a complete surprise. Mona and Wilfred had long since given away the pram, the cradle, the entire paraphernalia of baby-sized baths and tiny clothes. This was a wholly unplanned eventuality, and there was little doubt that the new arrival would create a measure of financial stress. Methodist ministers received a miserly stipend, and unless there was family money, consequently had little option but to learn to live simply, thriftily, and rely in part on the charity of the community in which they were based. And the Frosts had little family money, and so they knew they would simply have to cope. They would cope. Mona's role as the wife of a minister had much to do with coping and responding to changing circumstances, and she did it well. Wilfred and Mona Frost had long since forged an excellent partnership. Wilfred was bookish and clever. Although he was not notably effervescent in his dealings with his flock, he did possess a certain empathetic way about him that people liked, and an effective air of authority that served him well. He was as old as the century, thirty-nine in the spring of that year, and he was a good preacher, a figure to whom his flock listened with trust, knowing that the Reverend Frost was God's man and knew God's word. Paradine, that unusual and exotic middle name, was an indicator of a family lineage that reached back to 17th century France, when the Huguenot Paradines fled the massacres inflicted on their community by the Catholic French state and sought refuge in England. Wilfred's character had been formed, or rather had been shadowed, by the experience of World War I. His two elder brothers had been killed in the course of the conflict. This was a common enough tragedy. Indeed, it was devastatingly common across Britain, and in this case it ensured that the Frost family lobbied the authorities to have the youthful Wilfred, then in training to go to the front himself, excused from active service. At length the war office agreed, and Wilfred received his discharge papers in November 1918 on the day the war itself came to an end. Thereafter he had worked for his father, a busy and prosperous ironmonger in the market town of Halesworth in eastern Suffolk. Mona, Maud, Frost, was also of Suffolk stock. She was born near the village of Darsham, one of the eleven children of a Methodist farming family, and she was kindly, gregarious, broad-minded, with a warmer manner than her husband, and with the common touch, delicacy, tact and diplomatic skills necessary to navigate the often choppy waters of parish life. She had the knack of bringing out the best in people, and expected them to live up to her own high standards. Mona Aldrich and Wilfred Frost married at Halesworth in 1922. Wilfred had been born a Congregationalist, but Mona persuaded him to join the Methodist flock, and eventually he heard the Lord's call and signed up to train for the ministry. He served out his probationary period at Horsham in Sussex, and then the family moved north to the mill town of Burnley in Lancashire. Jean was born in June 1923, 
Margaret in May 1925, and it was Margaret's health that occasioned the family's return to the South. As a child, she contracted a dangerous combination of diphtheria and pneumonia, and her parents were told that her recovery, amid Burnley's egregious air pollution, was unlikely. The family formally requested a transfer. Methodist Conference, after meeting with Wilfred in London, at length agreed, and the family moved to Tenterden. Now, more than a decade later, the two Frost girls were close, though quite unalike in manner and disposition. Jean, her sights already set on university, took after both her parents. Her father, in her academic leanings, Christian devotion and high-mindedness, her mother, in her warmth and exuberance. Margaret was her mother's daughter, with Mona's mild diplomatic touch and lightness of heart. Her form of Christianity was milder too. She was committed to her faith, but it was not for...